I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. RPG Super Mario RPG Lola playing a game Yatta koto nai hito mo Mario to tabi ni deyo Dorama o tsukuro Lola playing a game Yari tsukushita hito mo I call it something about Luigi there at the end. There's my hero. Here's your best friend, Black Mythic Owens. Mario. Hey everybody, welcome to Play Retro. This is Play Retro, your favorite retro video game podcast, oh. and I'm one of your hosts, Scott Johnson. And are you ready for the single best representation of Bowser in the history of Nintendo? Yes, well then, that's great, because that's what we have here. It's time to save the princess yet again, but let's do it in three-fourths view this time. Let's do it from a top-down view and take turns bonking each other's heads. Someone needs to take out the Smithy gang. Later, we can go to Monstro Town and eat mushrooms. <laughs> can we do it that? Do we have to do it in that order? Right. That and order. I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and I think Mom rented me the wrong Mario from Blockbuster. Where are the platforms, Mom? Where are the warp pipes, Mom? Where are the woohoo's, Mother? I need the woohoo's, Mother. Fine. I'll try it. See, Mom, this is dumb. I jumped in this Goomba's head, and now there are three. Just like I said, wait, is that Bowser on the first level? I love you, Mom. Now get out of here. Let me RPG. Out! <laughs> get out of my room, Mom. Out, Mother. It's private, private sun time in here. Get out. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. We are going to talk about the classic RP- uh, Super Mario RPG uh, made by Square Entertainment in conjunction with Nintendo for the 1996 release on the Nintendo, or the, excuse me, the Super Nintendo platform. Uh, and we will talk all about it because uh, it also just got a modern remake and everybody loves it. Yes. But did they ever play the original? I don't think so. Well, some did. I don't want to say. I think did. a lot didn't, but that's okay. I don't think it happened. I, I liked when they did Link's Awakening a few years back. I played that all the way through and I had never played it before I had played the remake. And I'm pretty excited about this remake because I, I never really played mario rpg until this week i can't wait to get my hands on it and give it a shot i've not played it yet but i did i have beaten this game that we're going to talk about today twice and a half i beat it back in the day in the 90s i beat it again a few years ago not that many years ago maybe five years ago uh emulated it and uh and a little bit of time now that i'm sort of in a new playthrough and i know you've been playing it as well so we'll get to all those details we'll talk about all the reasons why you should play it even the old one if you're not going to get the new one 
still maybe some, spend some time with the old one if you can get I, your hands I, on it. Yeah, if you got the SDS Mini console the that I had gotten the classic, it's right on there, man. Loaded yeah. it right up. Yep. Played the crap out of it. Yep, it's mm-hmm. there. It's there for you. You're there for it. What's what's to stop this marriage? Nothing. <laughs> so get in there and get it done. We'll talk about all that in a minute. Before that, uh, our week in retro gaming. Um, I have been doing a thing. It's not even. It's not even gaming. It's not even about gaming necessarily. Except the music happens to be eight and sixteen bit chiptune music, putting me to sleep at night. Don't know why this is working, but I've been having a little hard time just like nodding off. Brain's a little too firing all night. Just kind of too much going on. So I lay down and I'm like, oh, what kind of music am I in the mood for? So I fire up a ten hour uh, wow. collection of eight to sixteen bit chiptune stuff of various kinds, not even relaxing stuff. Some of it's pretty jaunty. And for whatever reason, it's kind of, it is a, a lot like that. And it's knocking me out. It's making me go to sleep. And I don't know what that's about. So I just want to put it out there. Try it. If you haven't, it might work for you. It feels like you've gone home uh, after being gone for a very long time. Yeah. It's like those, it's like those Christmas commercials every year. Uh, that tug at our heartstrings when the soldiers return home for a Christmas break, you know, and they come in and they make the soldiers coffee and mom and dad come. Oh, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe Steve's home. You know, and there, that's how good you're sleeping, right? You're, it's always you're at Steve home too, by the way. eight and 16 bit. What's that? It's always Steve. Steve. It's a guy named Steve. Oh, Steve. It's a guy named Steve. Why is there always what a guy named Steve coming home from the war or whatever he's coming? I home don't from? know. Thank God Steve made it. Yeah. I know many Steves. I know a lot of Steves too. In fact, um, half of my family confuses me with a Steve who's a brother-in-law in my family and oh, he yeah. gets called Scott all the time. So we are constantly exchanging wrong names. God, Steve, this was all the same. I know it's kind of as similar, long as, I suppose. as long as you sneak into my house while I'm sleeping mm. uh, and I think you're away at war and I wake up to smelling coffee and I totally don't freak out. Whatever. Mm. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Hey, I understand you've been messing with the Yuzu emulator on your uh, Steam Deck, and I'm very curious how that's going because I'm about to plunge into that whole nightmare, and I'm nervous. I, and I'm nervous because yeah. it sounds like you may have not had as much success as you wanted. I don't know. So how's it going? Right. Okay, so here it is. So Yuzu is an emulator of one uh, for playing uh, the the Switch games. Nintendo it's the Switch big games. one, right? It's oh, the one most people are familiar the with. The one most people have. Yeah. And there is a lot of people working on a lot of different pieces to this total package. And, uh, oh, man, it's not easy. So out of all the emulation stuff, anybody ask why? Okay, why, Brian? Why would you want to play Switch games when you have a very capable Switch sitting right behind you why would you want to do this to your steam deck because i like my steam deck better i mean and scott said he's got an oled and if he comes back and tells me how awesome it is do i then purchase a steam deck (laughs) oled or do i continue with the switch and get the oled version of that i just want to play some nintendo games on steam deck and let me just say this nintendo i understand i don't expect you to jump through hoops and provide your software for any platform anywhere. I get it. It's not worth your investment. But just, you know, settle down. I'll look over at you, flash the peace sign like Mario. Mm. Hey, man, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. All the games that I am uh, getting uh, dumping ROMs for is stuff already on my system, man. You already I own it. You it. own it's all already of it. good. Yeah. All I want to do is in my house, play it somewhere else. <laughs> I'm good. You're good. 
let's be good to one another. Yeah, so let's that's all what be I've friends. been doing. So we all bought a switch. We all own a switch. It's not like we don't own the right. damn thing. So that's fine. But but it's complicated. And if you've ever done any of the, uh, if you've ever done any hacking on like the Wii U or the Wii or anything, it's not that dissimilar from that. Um, but there are a few extra steps. You have to essentially load up a virtual uh, switch operating system onto an SD card, use a, uh, use a, a, a reboot, like kind of like an Android uh, safe mode kind of reboot where you go into this safe mode to boot and then you boot right. from the SD card, run in a virtualized uh, OS of the switch. And then at that point in time, you can start, you're not do, you're just doing a soft temporary mod because as soon as you turn it off, you get out of all that mode and nothing's loaded up oh, and it just loads it. up like regular. Yeah. What you have to be careful of though is if you have to make sure you turn the Wi-Fi off on the main side because it uses that main side snapshot including your Wi-Fi information uh, to build this. And so what happens is if you don't do that beforehand, you get banned from the Nintendo store. Understand Nintendo. I get it. You got to watch out for cheaters. You got to watch out for people, you know, messing with their system, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't allow it. Right. It's, it's good. Once again, peace sign Mario. Hey man. So really, so they load up if, players just trying to play, but in theory, you could load up Yuzu and have access to the Nintendo store. If Nintendo let you, you could like, um, I, I don't, th- I, okay. So what happens is when you do this, you also, uh, put in a DNS host file yeah. that, uh, basically gets rid of all the Nintendo stuff. So like if you go and you download a game off the store and you have it on your system, from my understanding, you, you may be able to run it. Okay. Now all the ones that I've been messing with, I have carts. So I haven't, I haven't gotten to the actual, mm. Hey, can you rip things off your box to the virtual store? I haven't got that far yet. I don't okay. know. I can't tell you that somebody I'm sure is going, Oh no, you can't. Or yes, you can. I don't, don't know. even know if you'll go there. Who knows? You know, I don't even know if I'll go there, but no. like I said, my, my main thing is I would, I would love to play this new uh, Mario RPG. I would love to get a physical copy, put it on my switch, uh, take it, make a copy of it so I can put it on my steam deck so that I don't have, cause I don't have as many games on my switch. Right. As I have on my Steam Deck, so I'm much more likely to have my Steam Deck with me, and I'm much more likely to be playing it. So, if the if the Yuzu virtual emulation stuff works well enough, I'm going to be very happy. I'm be a happy dude. Uh, here to say too that the uh, Steam Deck OLED one terabyte device. Yes, it's very nice. It's very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. I like it a lot. That screen is glorious. Mm. Uh, like right. I said, I'm I I would be excited about getting the Switch. Oh, once again, my my switch is something that I don't play every week. Yeah, it's like thing. I'll I'll buy a title and then I'll play it for like a month or two, and then I'll put it away and I won't mess with it again for a couple of months, three, yeah. four, five months sometimes. So I haven't charged my switch in a bit. I probably should do that, but I just have yes. the regular old switch light. It's fine. Oh, I like it fine. Yeah. It's fine. I got original. That's one of the things too. You have to, you gotta have a certain version of the switch too. Like yeah. it can't be after a certain point. Otherwise you have to jump through more hoops because you can't inject things, mm-hmm. but it's still possible. You just can't do it in the same method. So yeah. yeah anybody out there just looking at a uh, difficulty level for, uh, doing the soft mod on the switch. is pretty high. You gotta mm-hmm. be, you gotta be, you gotta have a pretty good bit of knowledge to be able to, to do that. They have some follows, follow throughs and some guides and stuff, but it's, it's, mm, Mm. Mm. there's a lot there's a lot of you got to do this first and if this doesn't work you got to do that and it's a bunch of it's, there's hoop jumping you know hoops hoops like mario himself might do uh, anyway we'll find out more as we go on for now though 
Let's get into it. Shall we play a game? Sure, we shall. Uh, we're going to play Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh. Uh, this game came out in 1996, as we mentioned earlier. It sounded a little like this. Oh, isn't that lovely? But then things get crazy, like this. Oh, yeah. Just hearing this again makes me happy. And I do think I prefer the 16-bit sound of it all because, I mean, obviously we're talking about retro games and that's what we like. I was very, I was very glad to see then in the new release, the remaster that you could choose, not in game, but like when, not in battles. You cannot choose uh, your music in battles, but outside of battles, you can choose to go with the retro, uh, the retro sound. That is correct. So cool. uh, yes. Which is a little weird that you couldn't do it overall, but. Yeah, I know. I, I guess maybe some kind of uh, pacing or something. I don't know. I guess I guess they. I guess reasons. Reasons. Yeah. I suppose. But uh, yeah, this game, which I'm now showing to the chat room on video. If you're never, if you're not here live, we we also uh, show a lot of what we talk about while we do the live mm-hmm. version of the show, which we do most Fridays at 2:30 p.m. in the Mountain Time uh, afternoon. <laughs> the, the, mountain the Mountain Time. Is- uh, the gameplay, sir. You know, uh, sort of circles around the idea that. Uh, and then, you know, Mario's got to go find Princess Peach. Excuse me, Toadstool again. <laughs> from- right. we're, not, we're not Peach yet. We're nope. still just the Toadstool. Yep. The evil Smithy gang have taken uh, him. And you'll be surprised how how Bowser works into this. It's not what you think. He's not your big bad, uh, necessarily. Uh, you know, right. sometimes uh, enemies make good. What's it called? What's the old phrase? Your your enemies. Um, your are, enemy is uh, yeah. My uh, yeah. I forget what's the, it's something like you know your enemy mine is uh, your enemy. Your let's, enemy let's get, is my. You're my friend because our enemy is the same <laughs> or something. Something like that. <laughs> we were just talking earlier about how uh, with age comes wisdom. It yeah. also comes with uh, a memory loss. Yeah, memory loss also comes. <laughs> age comes with memory loss. Uh, anyway, it, it is uh, this this interesting presentation. Uh, it's all pre-rendered graphics. Kind of, I don't know, Donkey Kong uh, Country is probably a good example, except it's a very different game than that, obviously. But it's the pre-rendered it's, it's, sprites, right? The pre-rendered sprites, exactly. So it, it, it was rendered on those Silicon Graphics machines, just like Donkey Kong Country. And so uh, they, they square decided to go this route instead of their typical Final Fantasy uh, more top-down. So this was... Cutting all kinds of new ground. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the square thing because this is a square joint. This is this is mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy uh, people making this game, and they uh, worked alongside Miyamoto to kind of get everything Miyamoto. the way Nintendo wants things. But the end result is what I still consider to be still maybe my favorite Square RPG, and that says something because there's a ton of those and there's lots of good yeah. ones. Uh, Final Fantasy VI might. Might beat it, and the look and the Final look Fantasy and the vibe of the seven. U.S. or the Japanese version. Uh, the six six is the well. Hold on, what are they? <laughs> I can't. think they're three off. I think, I think Final Fantasy three was in U.S. was Final Fantasy six in Japan. I think uh, they. I, I think remember. they eventually merged stuff eventually, but. Yeah, now you the, can buy the the, the pixel remasters are just called it's just called six, so you can just play that now. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but I think that this might be up there, if not if not my absolute favorite. And there's a few reasons why. Mm-hmm. I like turn-based combat anyway. It's sort of a fan of that to begin with. Um, and the game features some really fun, nuanced, 
gameplay that that kind of got introduced here like the concept of not only are you fighting and using an ability to attack a creature you're also trying to time that fight uh, or those hits in such a way that you will get additional damage or additional healing or additional blocking mm-hmm. and it would set the stage for all kinds of rpgs in the future uh using some of those systems including paper mario a, a game that came you know down the pipe later that was you know inspired a lot by this it's such yeah, it was a great a, it was game. supposed to be it was supposed to be the sequel to this from what i learned i did not know this before this this week though but paper mario was supposed to be the sequel Mm. to Legend of the Seven Stars, which I could see that once I started doing because I, I kind of always wanted to play Paper Mario. I've never actually played more than a few oh. minutes of it either. I've only ever played just a little bit of uh, Mario RPG until this week because I was an RPG fan and uh, and not many of us were in the U.S. at the time. I'm not saying it wasn't. There was there was a lot fewer. There's way more RPG. No, it's exploded since, US, but yeah. In the U.S. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it, it is a testament to that that they even remade the thing. You know, yeah, because they know that you know there's there's a, there's an audience and, and Square, an appetite, right? And Square believed that they could break into the U.S. market because Nintendo was already doing was finally doing they had turned it around. So the the SNES around '96 or so, this is late in life for this thing, was starting to take over the Sega Genesis. We were looking at another console generation coming any second now, but finally uh, the systems were inexpensive enough uh, for the SNES that people were picking them up. And this was a late in uh, late in life game and it was running off i forget what chip it was but there was a there was a there was a chip in the in in the cart that made this basically run four times faster than uh than the, than oh the i didn't know that it wasn't the fx chip yeah. it was something else right no it was it was something else because it, but the it really runs smooth man this is a really good looking uh game as far as as far as this era goes when i say it's good looking i had to turn the scan lines and stuff on on this one to really enjoy it uh, because yes, it is it's ugly without the stuff? scan lines. I completely agree. Yeah. If you don't have yeah. CRT looking scan lines filter on this thing, you're going to see a muddier experience. It looks so much yeah. better on a CRT monitor. Yeah, the raw the raw data of the graphics is is too sharp and and pixelated. And yeah. when you get that, you can see all the dithering that should be hidden. Uh, by the scan lines that that kind of like blur all that stuff. Yeah, they're like bad that. JPEGs that have been yeah. poorly photoshopped Ooh. or whatever. If, if you're not careful, that's absolutely that's absolutely true. And that was true in my experience since that the pre-rendered you know uh, graphical take that they got into there late in the system's uh, age mm-hmm. or whatever, or, or later on in the age of the system. Um, that would include things like Donkey Kong Country. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I did this a few times on the Game Boy Advance as well with games like uh, Super Mario Golf uh, oh, yeah. Advanced Tournament or whatever it's called. Those games all look like shiz <laughs> if you take away scan lines. And it's unfortunate because yeah. there's lots of pixelated stuff on these systems and from that era that looked fine mm-hmm. or even great without the scan lines. It's just this right. pre-rendered thing did not... Age it did well. not look good, it, no. but it. I remember seeing. I think I. I have a vivid memory, and maybe it's just a fake memory. But I. I swear, I remember going into uh, Walmart, and they had those CRTs mounted above the game cases and stuff. And I remember going in and seeing Donkey Kong Country, and my mind was blown. Yeah. I mean, because it. It was. It was. It was so different than everything else. And I'm like, oh my god. 
That looks fantastic, but I would not have said that if I hadn't had the scan lines. Yeah, no, exactly. It looked amazing for its time. That's yeah. this is what yeah. kept the SNES going while you know well into the PlayStation era. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are still using their Super Nintendos because they were doing some cool stuff with this technique, but it just didn't it didn't keep pace with where displays were headed no. at all. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's fine. Thankfully, when we we emulate or even when we uh, uh, do stuff with uh, the like the classic systems. Those yeah. let you add these lines for displays that don't have them. Yeah. Uh, these shaders are common now. So you can see it in the way it was originally ten- intended to be. But yeah. if you're matter of go, fact, they've yeah. gotten so excited with the shaders. Now there's too many options. And half the time I spend way too much time just messing around with every possible shader I can just so I can make Mallow, uh, so I can see Mallow's tears in yeah. this uh, Mario RPG whenever, you know, he's like, I'm a frog. And it's like, dude, you're obviously not a tad. You're obviously some kind of vampire cloud thing. You control the weather. What are you talking about, Mallow? Your name is Mallow, for God's sake. Yeah, you're part of a. You're just missing the marsh (laughs) to be the full on marsh Mallow. Yeah, there's some weird characters in this. The one thing that threw me, I remember in '96, was not feeling like I uh, I knew who these characters were. Like the you didn't because they hadn't been any. Well, you know the mainline guys were there, but you got past them pretty quick, and all of a sudden Mallow comes along and like, who dis? Yeah, who who dis? New who character who dis? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that in this game, and it's fine though. You get over it. Um, you don't see a lot of those characters show up in games down the road though. It's not like they no, were what, huge. I, or, does Gino ever show up? So our two. Uh, big playable characters uh, get to play Mario right away, but it's like any good RPG uh, with a good battle system. You're going to have you're going to have partners and you know switch out and got to you know, consider you know status effects and everything else. Um, each one of them has their own special moves, uh, and so yeah, you get uh, Mallow, uh, Gino, who is a god imbued wooden puppet, I believe. Uh, Princess Peach, Princess Toastal, um, and uh, even Bowser comes along for the ride and uses their uh, their own special abilities but gino and mallow i don't think you ever see those guys again anywhere else as, nope. as far as i know nope i don't think so no smash brothers no no other no, no mario kart um no mario kart i'm looking right now at the new game uh, just to give people some comparison and it is strikingly strikingly visually changed uh over <laughs> its original as you would expect in 2023 this game just came out a couple of weeks ago yeah and um uh, from from all accounts, it's very good. the The reception has been awesome. At its core, though, they didn't change much. Like in, no. the, in the gameplay and the pacing and the story, it is it is what you played back then. If you already played it, if you want to play it again with a very very fancy graphical upgrade, then yeah, I, I mean, I the same stuff. It. You got your you got your. I guess you can use your analog stick like a D pad, but you can use your four face buttons because that's all you really used uh, yeah. to choose. You know, either your defense, your weapon. Uh, your special move. Um, what was the other thing? Was it was a status? What was the other thing? Uh, I, I don't for, remember. I've been, I've been doing muscle memory all week, and now I've, I've totally forgotten. Look at these bunch of look at these mushroom goombas. Look at this thing. Yeah, dude, the mushroom got, goombas. Got oh. some wizard. Got some wizard uh, uh, turtles. I, I want to make in, a, in, I make a yeah. mushroom and Swiss burger out of those guys. <laughs> Little bastards, <laughs> smear it with a little mallow. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of mallow in there. Why not? Yeah, yeah, but, Gino. Yeah. It's uh, Gino. Go get me a, 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 a yeah, a Goomba <laughs> and Mallow uh, <laughs> sandwich. Thanks, man. So, chat. Yeah, here's yeah. the difference. There's here's new, here's old. I mean, it is pretty new, striking. Old. Yeah. Uh, not saying you know we're a retro show. We like retro stuff, but 
Yeah, yeah. I'll, I got to admit, this is a very pretty game. This new one. Yeah, and, uh, and Link's Awakening had a, a retro gaming feel, but a really modern look, and it was very fun. And so I went back and I played the original after I played the remake, and it was enjoyable both ways. Just one had a graphical improvement, but the gameplay felt the same. The music pretty much felt the same. I had the same emotions. The story was the same. By the way, this story pretty thin. Yeah, but a lot of fun. Fun. And I feel like we got to talk about a guy we haven't talked about since our Secret of Mana episode. We got a localization uh, by uh, Ted Woosley. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I do remember uh, that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So we get we get a localization. So he he did a good bit of square translations uh, or localizations in this case, which I think is much more fair to call a localization because he takes what there's a lot of. Uh, inside jokes and, you know, and there's a lot of stuff going on um, humor wise in Mario or Super Mario RPG. And Ted Woosley finds a way to to localize that to an American audience without making it any more weird, mm-hmm. but just as quirky, but just as relatable. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah it's I- not quirky because there's weird uh, you know, what is it? Japanese English or whatever it is. It's, it's because right. Well, a lot of times mistranslation quirky. is quirky, but you're right. The characters are just genuinely quirky and that would yeah. carry on like, um, the paper Mario series, um, pretty much all the way through the Mario and Luigi super saga stuff, which are all kind of mm. children of this game in terms yes. of its gameplay and how they worked in turn based and all that. They all have this wicked sense of humor that mm. most of the other Mario games and other side sideline Mario stuff does not have. Yeah. They're not funny, generally speaking. No. But these no. but this line of games, starting with this one and moving be- forward, they're funny as hell. There's great dialogue yeah, be- in here, you know? Yeah, you better find some you better find some humor because uh I mean the story is, you know, you first you're fighting uh Bowser again because he's still in uh you know he's still in the princess again. And so the Smithy gang who is apparently a uh a rogue gang of weapons traveling the the multiverse and have crashed through Star Road, which is where wishes are granted, Scott. And uh, and yeah. so no wishes can be granted during this period. That's why Mallow's so sad. He's so sad. Oh, he's so sad. He's, he's the so sad for many reasons. Yeah, he's very very sad. He's very sad. Um, but working alongside Bowser is a weird feeling. I remember mm-hmm. in '96 going, "Well, this how can this be? You can't right. You can't fight alongside Bowser." at some stage of this game sure enough right. he did and it was great it's the best bowser in the game it's, or the best bowser we've ever had yeah uh he's the, not awesome. the one not the one we deserved but the one we got it's the one we no, got there are many like bowsers that. like him but yeah. this one is ours all that stuff yeah yeah all that stuff um and as usual Look you're collecting star pieces and you know a lot of the Marioisms are there including a ton of uh, sort of pseudo platforming. I wouldn't call it like straight. It's not straight Mario platforming by any stretch. No, it's just it's. There's only there's some there's a mini game where you got some side scrolling. I watched that. I didn't actually get to it. Um, but otherwise, you're right. It's all he's running and jumping through uh, what essentially is the you know the overworld before you get into to battles. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there's no they they say I hear people say us all the time about this game, and I'm like I disagree. Um, there's no random encounter battles like, you know, in a lot of other games like Pokemon, different uh, RPGs, you would, you would run into something and it'd be like, oh no, time to fight. 
Yeah, just no for choice. the hell of it. You're no just choice. running through. Think of think of Final Fantasy. Most of those games where you're running through yeah, the forest and going, and then you have your fight. I hated that. I was not a fan yeah. of that. Never was a fan of that. Still not really a fan of that. I can get by though. Now it's fine. I can get primarily can get like Mystic Quest, which is one we had talked about. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. You can, for the most part, walk around. You see the you see the enemies that rep- You see the enemies on screen that represent the possible battles, and you can just walk around them. But occasionally, and it always scares the the crap. This scares the crap out of me. You'll be walking along. It's like okay, I avoided that guy. I avoided that guy, and then suddenly one just come flying. Some goomba come flying out off the screen like at 100 miles per hour, and he runs into you. Yeah, and guess what? It guarantees so a fight. Yeah, that's that's pretty random. This is yeah, uh, they don't encounter. have this music, but remember this. <laughs> I mean, that was from Seven, but oh, the, so good. the idea is that uh, you can. It's not that you want to avoid encounters; it's just that you get to choose which ones and when. Yeah, and I like exactly. that. I like that a lot. I prefer it over the other way. And when Pokemon even is like strayed from this a little bit, which they did in a couple of titles, those are my favorites. Yeah. I like to yeah. feel like I'm in control and I'm not getting ganked everywhere I go. Right. I, don't like I get to feeling. choose because like I may see like I may want to forward the story because that's what she's doing. They're, they're leading you uh, by the nose kind of everything is pretty much linear of how you're trying to get from point to point. Yeah. Um, and. You know, if it's like, oh, I just, I just want to get, I just want to get to, t- I just want to get to the next thing. I don't, I don't want to fight right now. I'm not interested in leveling my character. I haven't gotten any, uh, any companions as, yet, and I, I, I just want to get to the next point. So you get to make those choices. By the way, the composer Yoko uh, Shimomura is yeah, that right? That's Shimomura, correct. something like that. I think he's uh, that right. She, yeah. Oh, so good. That yeah. takes all the stuff from Nintendo. And some of the stuff from Square and just mixes it up nice and just serves it hot. Yeah, listen to this stuff, man. Like, here's a little bit. Oh, man. I think it's one of the best soundtracks of the SNES era. I really do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have any complaints about it. The new one is very good. It's all remix, not remixes, but remasters and redos right. of the music. And uh, all very true to that stuff. So if you're getting the new one, you'll know you have that to look forward to. But if you like video game music and especially 16-bit era stuff, this is like top shelf. It's all very good. Yeah, you could go to you could go to sleep with this, right, Scott? You oh hell yeah! You you guys missed it in our pre-show Patreon only content, but I I can now sleep better because I listen to 8-bit and 16-bit chip tunes at night, and yeah. I think that's weird. If you're home going, Scott, that's weird. I agree. It is weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I shouldn't be able to. I shouldn't be able to sleep better on that. No, it makes no sense. I should dream right about now. you know King Koopa and bullshit like that. Right, right now, uh, Team Mario, uh, Princess, not Peach, and Bowser are going up against the Shark King. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like Bowser's throwing some chomp chains. By the way, that was that was weird. When how this game, this game really is good at introducing new RPG. If you've never played an RPG, man, Mario RPG, Super Mario RPG, great place to start because they lead you ever so gently from you know the action platforming you're you're expecting. And and they say, oh no, you just jumped on this uh, this character, but now you're in a battle. And in order to fight this guy, you got to do A B C, whatever you know, A B X Y. And then uh, when you get to fight Bowser right there at the beginning, um, you you're fighting him. But then you find out, oh, you got to select the chain. You're not the chomp chain, not the not the Bowser. That's how you're gonna get through this. That's how you're gonna beat him. 
You know, you can't because Mario can't go head to head with the the first out of the gate. No, against can't have that. No, you can't, you can't, can't knock his chain. Yeah, you I agree. His chain. You can't knock his chain. Check this yeah, out, though. In Japan, this ended up being the third largest selling or the third most uh, highest selling game of that year of 96. Nice. Uh, did not surprise anybody that that did that well. 1.7 million, 1.47 million copies uh, in the U.S. They had lower expectations, so they still brought it here. 300,000 were sold through in the first month or so. And by August of that year, it was the most rented game in the U.S. for about 14 weeks straight. And then became, at the end of the day, sixth right. best-selling game of 1996. Now, that's not like insane, yeah. but it's pretty good. And it also represents the last game that Square made for the Super Nintendo right. Entertainment System ever. Because they like, were off it. to see Sony. It's like, hey, yep. Nintendo, we've had a great relationship. We love working with you. But your carts, they're killing us, man. We need to have some more. Uh, we need more expressive ways to express ourselves. And, and, we, and they knew Nintendo wasn't going to do that. Nintendo was definitely staying in the carts. Yeah. But, you know, the longer I look back and the more I look at things like Super Mario RPG, it really fits in more because a lot of times I'm very jaded about it. I'm like, ah, Nintendo wouldn't come off those stupid cards because they wanted to control everything. But there was also something else going on there. They, Whenever they released a console, they released, uh, they tried to make it as inexpensive as possible and release as many good quality titles as they could. So that was kind of like their their uh you know their motivation for what they were usually well there's a whole other part of it too nintendo hated load times they couldn't stand what the first generation of optical discs were doing too slow for them yeah they were pissed they're like you know what f that n64 is going to have a cartridge in it it'll have 64 bit sound so you won't know the difference between that and cd quality music which isn't true but they still said it right and uh those those and they're right like you right. waited, you waited for a lot of load screens on your PlayStation One. You did, whether you liked it or right. not, you freaking did. And if you played an N sixty four cart, you were getting into the action right away. Boom, bam, boom. Yeah. So I, boom, as much as bam. I think they're stubborn sometimes and weird and controlling and all that, I I think in 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 retrospect, I think I respect the decision to go carts. I, and case. something that I did not think about at the time is so. This also had the ability to run really well late in life, not necessarily because the developers got really good at developing for the system, but because they were able to put CPUs on these carts. They were able to extend the life of the system through the game, so they're able to pass on a small upgrade cost to the games themselves instead of having to, you know, release something like a 32X for the Sega, you know, for the Sega Genesis or something, sure. something crazy. So sure. I, when I look back, I'm like, Oh, you know what? Intentionally or unintentionally, that's still not a bad idea. And it's still a really smart economy that they, they work. But also into. everybody ended up doing what they're doing now, just in different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. or then, I mean, so when, when you go buy yourself a brand new PlayStation five or a series X from, from Xbox or whatever, you you may decide that you want to be a physical media guy and buy discs. Okay, fine. But guess what? They're not most buy of those games are not running off of that disc. They're installing to right. hard drives, which are great big cartridges and yeah. and kind of doing the Nintendo way after all. It's just okay. a different it's slightly different path to get there. But their their idea of well, RAM RAM can only hold so much and load times suck yeah, yeah. and all that. They were right about it. I hate to yeah. say it, but they were right. And we were all mad then because we wanted what was right. new. And optical disc seemed like that was what was new. But I think in retrospect, right. they were like, 
this is not as good of an experience and all, too many moving parts. And you're going to bring this thing in to get fixed all the time, which I did three times with my PlayStation. And we don't want that. We don't want to see you. We don't want to see you ever, wanna, says Nintendo. I don't want to go in there. They don't want to see you. They want to see our money and then see us leave. You know, right. You want to see, I want to see the back of your head. Bye now, bye now this game inspired a lot of stuff. Like I mentioned, there's a whole string of games we could talk about, but one in particular, um, I'm going to skip around here a little bit and come back to final fantasy mystic quest, but paper Mario in 2001, right. Uh, is the most direct sort of, Hey, what's next for this kind of idea sort right. of game. And I cannot say enough things about paper Mario or, uh, the one called, what was the mirror one? Shoot. I forgot the name. Oh, uh, Paper Mario. Mario. Um, it was what on was the it? GameCube. Uh, um, uh, yeah, no, no. It was... Um, oh, sh- Thousand Year Door. Ah, yes. I always love these games and their subtitles. I know. We were saying Super Mario RPG, but it's technically Super Mario RPG colon Legend of the Seven Stars, which is how many stars that fell into the kingdom for you to collect to restore order. Something like that. It's all dumb. Yeah. The stories are dumb. Trust me. But the, <laughs> I mean, the, the overarching like points of you the story are dumb. You can't say stories are dumb. Uh, what's wrong with a bunch of sentient uh, weapons uh, coming down to rule the world? Nothing. It's, I don't want my Mario games to be too too complex in their story. Uh, so I so I'm right. actually for this. This is a positive for me. Keep them simple. Keep them you know fun and whimsical yeah. and and i want mario going woohoo i don't want to say anything else that's it that's just woohoo and that's it all right yeah that's it woohoo and off <laughs> woohoo and i'm out um but paper mario is a, is still an amazing playthrough i think thousand year door in particular on the gamecube is one of, it was one of my favorite top gamecube games for that whole run right. and if you get a chance to play those you should because they are they have the spirit of super mario rpg uh, they have, you know, the presentation of more modern games and they're just so delightful, dude. They're so good. So delightful. I want to play thousand year door like right now. I haven't played yeah. that since launch and I would love to play, play that. I'm sure that's easy to play actually. Dolphin. Plays oh yeah. That pretty well. Yeah. Did, did he ever, okay. So there was a little bit of contention between, uh, between Nintendo and square, uh, specifically Miyamoto. Uh, the first couple of things that square pitched were like, Hey, we're gonna have Mario in Fantasyland. He's gonna be riding a horse and have a sword. And, and Miyamoto's like, ha ha. No, uh, he's a plumber. <laughs> we worked really hard to build this world uh, that is the Mario world. He can use a hammer. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I did. I like. I like the fact that the that he does that. As a matter of fact, there's a. You know, we've talked about Miyamoto before, and it's like. He he's uh, first of all he's he's just the greatest right but oh yes everyone I loves he, him. I do yeah. think he has a, a, this this sense of telling stories about how history rewriting history just a little bit just a little bit because I I was when I was doing my research about this they said that there was a. Uh, uh, that that Square and Miyamoto they were all at uh, some I forget which convention it was but this is how much this is how much credence I put into what he was saying because I was like, that's a bullshit. Um, and they had some audiences there that had test. They were, they were asking them what they wanted to see Mario do. If like, if they for for people to cheer for somebody, everybody cheer who wants Mario with a sword and a shield. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of guys, what, we got other options. We got other options. <laughs> and then he says, it's like, who wants to see him with like uh, the hammer and jumping and everybody's scream. Yay. And that's how they decided it. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> that seems, it seems like he may have augmented that story just a tiny bit. 
right. Just a little... But that's okay because I love the fact that he's he continues to be a storyteller even outside. Uh, <laughs> even you know, when he's just telling you how a game got context. made. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. So I'm showing video right now of Thousand Year Door. It still looks like you could play this right now. I mean, look Crazy. at it. Look at his little that's papery great. Mario looking dude. Look at him so the way good. he turns. Yeah. Oh shit on me, so dude. Shit on me. <laughs> This looks so good. I, I, I like got it. I'm going to go. That is my goal this weekend. I'm going to get this up and running on my deck. That's what I'm going to do. Because right. I'm in the mood now. Like, get, as much as I love Super Mario your, get RPG. Get your barbecue out and get that thing running on the deck. Yeah. Yes. Gonna, get that out on the on the new deck and uh, see what I can do. It's snowing. I can't do that. Anyway, uh, that's worth checking out. Now, you mentioned uh, Final Fantasy Mythic Quest from 92. Yeah. Mythic uh, Quest. Yeah. That thing sounded like uh, something a little bit different. Let me play some of that here. That sounded like this. I mean, if that's not a square game, I'll eat my shorts. Like, everything about yeah, that yeah. sounds like it. Um, but in a lot of ways, this game, similar ideas. It's later. Yeah. Or no, it's earlier, 92. It's earlier. This, yeah. this, this was their first attempt to break into the U.S. market. So it was like, hey, these Americans, they're not, they're not biting on our hardcore RPG. They don't like it. And so this was kind of their first attempt at making it more friendly. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it it did okay. It was also a SNES release early in life of the SNES. Yeah, and early, then, early. Uh, and then same year, then, uh, yeah. for, uh, first year or the year it was released. I think it was same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't they didn't give up. They just kept hanging around and said, finally at the end of life, they said, "Hey, how about we use Mario?" Thanks, man. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I, I mean, I I kind of want to go back and play this. I haven't played this. Yeah, I, I don't have any. I dabbled. To it. I dabbled. Did it feel a little Zelda y or? Like what was yeah, your more Zelda like? Yeah, okay. it wasn't quite. It wasn't quite here nor there. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just again when you make these attempts to cross the ocean and cross cultures, it's always a little mixed, right? Because you got to make concessions. Yeah. It's nice today because you don't really have to. It's all the same global release, and mm-hmm. I don't know why we were so hung up about that stuff. Like had to name things different because it was a different place. Why is it the the Mega Drive in Europe and the Genesis mm-hmm. here? There's stories, but, you know, would they never do that now? No. They'd never go, oh, it's not the PlayStation in Europe. It's called the the, the button-pushing monster picker. Like, why? why? Like, why? I think it's a really interesting time because, you know, um, you know, trying to figure out how to sell to a foreign. It's real easy to, like, tell modern stories that are very simplified uh, when you're telling it. To the people that you're, you know, that, that you live around. Like yeah. if I make an American story, we're gonna make fairy tales, right? That's what you do. You you, you tap into the long European tale of, of fairy tales. Easy enough. Yep. Go for it. Yep. But then if you're in Japan, you've got a totally different set of stories. I mean, we're familiar with Godzilla over here, right? We know that, but you know, not to the degree that they do. Well, they did. Like now, I think we are. Like I feel like, right. like for example, the latest Godzilla movie, which is getting a brave reviews, like ninety nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Sounds right. like an incredible film and maybe the best Godzilla movie since the original uh, in the 50s. Right. And it's a worldwide release. Like, I'd go yeah. right now and find me a theater and see it if I want to. It just didn't used to happen that way, you know? No, We're such a much, much more of a microcosm. Everyone watches anime over here, everybody. The internet ruined everything. The internet ruined or, everything. Or made now it great. We have- or made it great. <laughs> It depends on your opinion. Now we now we've all had a taste of everything. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're doing it like this. 
That voice. Uh, perfect for that. Do that. You got voice. your RPG in my action platformer. Ah, oh, yeah. How will I live? But you successfully did. I like yes. it. It's a great game. Go check it out. It's Super Mario RPG available uh, brand new on the Switch, or you can go find an old one and play it. Yes. And it's still I like plays I, said, great. I played it on my classic. I, I enjoyed it playing on the classic. Oh, the classic, easy. the classic version actually real snappy. It's real good. Yeah, yeah. The, little, the mini classic, the SNES mini. Yeah, that's what I mean. I played that. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one I got the partial playthrough, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And I should go back to it. If I could find my place, or if I could find my SNES classic, somebody took it or moved it. Wasn't it wasn't me. It wasn't you. That's yours. But somewhere so in this house are. is my classic. And I can't. And I'm it. saying it. I'm mad. Oh. I'm mad. Exterminate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Always comes back to those damn robots. All right. Yep. Uh, that brings us to the part of the show where we like to play a little game with each other. We play some audio and try to guess what that audio is. It's called Guess My Game. Destroy it. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's the sound effect for it. So we're going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to start with a, speaking of GameCube, a GameCube game from 2003. All right. Now, I'm not going to tell you. Well, I, I will tell you this. This is not Mario related. So I didn't want to, I didn't want you to think that I was going to cheat and do like, oh, and this is Thousand Year Door, you know, something like that. I'm not doing right, that. Right. This is something from the GameCube 2003, Brian. Here's your audio. Is this your idea of a date movie? I had a more romantic time eating popcorn in the lobby. Joe, honey, oh, why don't you show me some off-screen action? Whoa, 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 Sylvia. Cut it out. I said cut it out. They don't show these old movies all the time, you know. I've been looking forward to this forever. Well, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, too. All right, any ideas from that intro? This is the sound of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I I think I know this one. This is that weird, yeah, that weird. Uh, Do you have any questions first, or you want to go for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So GameCube, um, it was this a series? I would, I, I can't there remember. There were two of them. Series. Two. Okay, of I them. thought so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't so. think there was okay. ever more than that. There may have been re-releases, but never more than right, two. right. So that's yeah. why I was trying to figure out which one. It you said the GameCube though. I was trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. So that was your first right. question, and the answer is yes. Right, 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 all right. Um, or the answer is two, I guess. Right. Uh, is is uh, is it um, is it is uh, is side scrolling? Yes. Side scrolling. Okay. Yes. And I will so, add so to that two point five D side scrolling. Right. Helps. Right. Because it's GameCube. They yeah. started doing that. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, <laughs> I love that over again. She's horny, she dude. She's ready to rock. She wants to make out on the floor of the freaking sticky. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say I played this earlier uh, uh, this year, and it is. Oh, I got one more question, right? Because I want to give. I want to give everybody enough time to try to guess it. Uh, guess it. Um, you have two more. So, oh, I have two more. Yeah. Oh, wow. You've only asked if is there the, were more than. Is one. Is his name Joe? Yes. <laughs> yes. The protagonist of this game is named Joe. As yeah, it's a beat em up. Um, yeah. To, it's, okay, so it's got to be one of our favorite uh, beat em up makers, right? 
Is it uh, is it made by Capcom? It is indeed made by Capcom. That is correct. All right, all right. I think you're going to get this. It? All right. Is it is it beautiful, Joe? You are absolutely 100. percent Just kidding. You are correct. Oh, I was you about to say correct. it's not that other Joe game, is it? It's no. Not the game. Okay. You are correct. You got it. Uh, that right. is beautiful, Joe. And beautiful Joe, I haven't played in ages, but I remember really liking right. it at the time. I looked at some video when I was capturing this this audio, and I and I think I've decided that maybe. It was okay. Uh, I don't know that it was great. It has a lot more attitude. It made a lot more sense yeah. in the context of the year that it was out, right? Yeah. It, we're 20 yeah, years on. We were still hanging on to a couple of 90s been 20 ideas. 20 years? Yeah, 20 years yeah. today. Well, not today. That's right, 2000 years. That's right, 2003. Just a little more than 20 years, but uh, yeah, there you go. You did it, dude. You got a point today. You did it. Now I'm scared. It. Tell me about my... my oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I finally found it. It and by was, the way, a whole uh, bunch of people in the chat got it too. So you were in good company. They all got all it. All right, good. Yeah. Good company. Until <laughs> the day, till the day, till the day you die. Yeah. Yeah. Until the day I die. Yeah, right, 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 right. So here is um. Yeah. <laughs> the, I totally forgot what I'd done. This is PC 1995. So I'm going back a little bit. Okay. PC yeah. 95. Here goes. Mm-hmm. There's a bug involved somehow. I'll see you again next week for my usual special. Okay. Oh, I, I kind of hate it so far. Is <laughs> <laughs> that guy throwing up? Ooh. I'll give you this too. It was DOS. Okay. It was at 95 and it was DOS. Hi, it wasn't even on the going? See you soon. Oh my gosh, I don't know what this is. All right, let's hear this next chunk of audio. Ugh, I hate that sound. Get off. Leave me alone. Damnation if you don't clear out, so help me. I like. Oh, just bugger off. I am so stumped. Um, all right. Is it a point-and-click adventure game? Um, it is a point and click adventure game. Okay. Which you would guess with all that audio, right? Yeah. It just sounds like the kind of story, like it feels like that kind of game. So that makes sense. Um, my second question, is this a game we have covered or a series or game we have covered here on the show? No, I don't believe we ever talked about this. All right. That takes out King's quest then. Um, is this... What's where you going? A LucasArts mm. joint. That's my third question. But it was a a, 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 a Psygnosis uh, a release thing. Psygnosis. Published. Psygnosis. How you say always oh, I can I've seen it a million times. The owl. Yeah, the owl. They they were famous on the PlayStation yeah. for um uh Wipeout, Wipeout XL, and yeah. Yeah. uh that space fighting game, Colony Wars. I That's love right. those games. That's right. Um, Cygnosis? What did they publish on DOS? I mean, they weren't yet a Sony company. Sony bought them out pretty quick. Uh, shit. If it's not Space Quest or uh, King's Quest, it can't be Space Quest because that's Sierra. Mm hmm. It can't, and if it's not any of the stuff LucasArts did, who else was right. doing these? Um, 
Oh my gosh, Brian, I don't know. I'm going to have to make a guess. Um, Do it. Uh, oh, I don't, I just don't Nobody in the chat room has got it so far either. Yeah. No one in the chat has it? Mm-hmm. I haven't even looked. I'll look and see. Mm-hmm. No. Well, if they don't have it, why am I looking? Um, yeah. I mean, all the quest games are Sierra. So it wouldn't be police quest. It wouldn't be. Plus, there's a fly and a British dude. Those aren't. <laughs> I give up. I have no idea. All right. Do it. All right. What How is about it? Terry Pratchett's novels of the same name, Discworld? Uh, whoops, wrong button. No, wrong button again. Where is it? No, this. No. I lost. Ba-da-bum. I lost. That's terrible. Was Discworld fun? How was that? It was weird. How's that? That makes sense because that's a British. He's a British author. That's a British yeah. uh, success story. And Cygnosis was a British developer and publisher. Yeah, yeah. So it duh. did much better there than it did here. Did anyone? Oh, someone in the chat got it. Uh, Graham Ellis, nice coffee? job. Oh, Graham. Oh, did you get? Okay, let's see. I think he got it late. Uh, okay. In the thing, but but Graham, how? Uh, well, I'd ask you too. Did you have you played this before? Was it fun? I'm looking on Twitch. You what? You, where? I'm looking on Twitch chat. That's maybe that's the reason why. It's oh yeah, yeah. D- uh, that's why I have both. I can see. Yeah. Well, no, you should see him in there too, though, because I have it. I have the two. I have the two chats combined, so you should see. Mm. Unless you block the bot or something. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, anyway, you guys on Twitch, you can see the the YouTube people, right? <laughs> Best chat says Twitch Wildfire. Nice dude. <laughs> We're not looking for a fight here. We're not doing Coke and Pepsi. We're just saying. <laughs> no, really. Oh, restream bot is bot is broken. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. I can see all of you. You can't see each other. That's a bummer. Okay, we'll have to dink with it. Dinky. Uh, anyway, congratulations. You won today. And um, more importantly, I'm curious about what that looked like. I want to look up Discworld. Hold on. Um, I've never read the books either. Always meant to get into that. Uh, Amy Robinson and our community is always, she knows yes. the perfect place to start and Amy stop. loves it. Uh Let's see, Disc World Long Play. Oh, and there was a sequel? I don't know any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is. Cygnosis. Holy crap. Oh, I have a vague memory of seeing this. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I think I saw this in the day, but I didn't know what I was looking at. Yes. It was about the time I was moving past point-and-click adventures, I think. Yes. Which was about this time, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, there's that. Nicely done. Well done, Brian. You win the week. You did it. All right. Yes. All right, we're doing emails. We're doing at email. This is a playretroshow at gmail.com is where it showed up. If you want to send us texts or voicemails, you can keep doing those as well. 801-471-0462. Here's your email. Stealth Dave wrote in and said, hello, Scott and Brian. When you get to your planned Karataka episode, we are oh. we will be doing that. We, and we will. Uh, you should check out a fun Easter egg that the developers added to the Apple II version. When you put in your floppy disk in the drive, on the reverse... Uh, you can play the entire game upside down. Apparently, the Apple II's sequential graphics memory made this trick fairly trivial to implement. Broderbone support would get regular calls asking why the graphics were upside down, and the customer was asked to turn the disc over and reboot. I remember discovering this Easter egg as a teen and completed the entire game this way, says Stealth Dave. So it sounds like almost like a mistake. It's not really an Easter egg, but it's a goof or a, or a, a, a... 
side effect of the way that those discs were read uh, right. and the way that they were displayed. But I, I didn't know this was a thing ever. <laughs> I'd never heard of this. And I played Karotica till my eyes bled. So I don't know how I yeah, yeah. This. I love that game. I live that game. Yeah. Do you ever play it upside down then? Do you ever do that? I never play it upside down because I never put, I'm not, I'm not a moron. No, <laughs> no. Why would you be right? Um, I'm going to look right. it up upside down. This is a very common upside search result. Down. Oh yeah, there it is. They say Easter egg, but I don't, I still don't know if I'd say it's an Easter egg. It's just kind of the way I bet other games would do the same thing because you flip the disc around. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. I couldn't do it. No, no, because you're moving instead of you moving. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do it backwards. There's no way it would be pointless. Yeah. F this. This is a bad idea. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm impressed that you did this as a kid, Dave, but I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do it. No, hell no. I ain't doing this ever. Anyway, we will be getting to Karatika at some point. Um, we know Brian likes that game so much that he, he writes poetry to it at night. I do. I did at night. That's what I listen to when I go to sleep. Yeah. That's what puts Brian to bed. Our next discussion, by the way, is going to be a very interesting one. And it's funny that you said you, Brian suggested this today, and I agreed to it wholeheartedly. And it's funny because I was watching YouTube or something earlier, and there was um, a clip from the new Tetris movie or the newish Tetris movie about the beginnings right, right. of Tetris and them showing off or unveiling the Game Boy for the first time in that movie's. There's a scene in there. Oh, yes. And you said, hey, should we do the 25 years after Game Boy Color? Uh, launched Christmas 98. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm excited. I'm in. Let's talk about the, I don't know, top three or five color, uh, Game Boy Color games. Uh, right. What it took to get a color version of that damn thing. Why I spent hours in the bathroom at my, the office I worked at playing Mario <laughs> Golf on it. Uh, and, and how my legs would go numb before I'd finally get up. Uh, that and game, that was, those- that was my favorite device. I loved it. Right. And all those um, and all those amazing uh, uh, color palettes that are built in. If you already had a Game Boy. Yep. You just you just plugged them right in there and you had the colored palettes on it. That was just so cool. That blew my mind. It also was the year that Andrew, my oldest son, was born. And so it was the first time I had to say no to my heart's desire of electronics. Mm. Instead, focus on my child. So later on, when they went on Super Sale. A couple of years after that, I bought all the things and all the accessories, the worm light, the, all the stuff. Yeah. I had the big stack. Oh, yeah. This thing was not backlit. <laughs> no, it was not backlit. This was the la- This was like a the Game Boy had been out for a, a, almost what 10 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, we need to do something. Uh, we're not ready with that, uh, with it, with that advanced thing yet. So let's uh, listen. Game Boy Color. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's really let's get out there. And well, so even the did. advanced didn't have color. It didn't have light um, until the SP. So right. Right. Yeah. Nintendo was late to the backlit game. Well, it made sense because backlighting cost a lot of battery and that was one of the biggest problems with all the rest of the handhelds that was like the number one thing that people hated mm-hmm. about all the rest of the handhelds yeah. was the battery life yeah you play the game gear and you're like um why why did these these 16 d batteries i have in here last 20 right. minutes what happened and nintendo was like bring your own lights yeah bring your own stupid lights we've come a long way man Long, yeah. long way. But anyway, we're going to do that next week uh, because it was a Christmas product that year. Your kid was yeah. born. Mine was just about a year old. What a time to live. What a time. What a world. What, what a world. world. Game Boy Color, in. 25 years old. 25 years fun. Yeah, 25 years young. Wait, what? Right. All right. Fun. Uh, don't forget, 
while we uh, meet you next time and have this little space between us in a, for about a week, for about seven days, it's a great time for you to head on over to patreon.com slash play retro and support your favorite show. Like uh, brand new folks like Casey Butler, Brian Gatley, Hayes Skunk. Ooh, I can't explain that. I don't I, know that I, and it's Hayes, like H-A-Z-E. Ooh. Yeah, H-A-Z. It's kind of kind of uh, uh, edgy. Like a haze of a skunk. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's Skunk a, haze. I like it. I don't want to be around him in a closed environment, but I think he's probably a nice guy. I don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, you guys are awesome for supporting us and everyone else over there. And if you want to be like them and get no commercials ever, pre-show content every week and monthly benefits, it can be yours today. Sign up on the 1st of December. That's today. Sign up today. today. Yep, patreon.com slash playretro. Perfect time to hop in. And uh, don't forget to contact us. Give us your emails and all that stuff. Playretroshow at gmail.com. And uh, again, 801-471-0462 for texts and voicemails. And if you're just like, where's the website so I can find all this in one place? Here's the easy answer. Frogpants.com slash play retro. Hey, Brian, is there anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Absolutely. I'd like to hear about our listeners grown up retro gamer Christmas wish list. So let us know either like on uh, play retro show at gmail.com on play retro show on Twitter, on the discord server. Any way you want to get it to us, let us know what your Christmas list is for retro gaming this year. Yeah. Give I us like some that. ideas. I need to know what I need people to give me. You know? I know. I need, I need to be. Uh, I got a wish list to fill out, and I'm all out of ideas. I'm all out the of ideas. R, the new RG uh, 35XX with the Wi Fi yeah. is pretty enticing. I, I just don't think I can that. get it here in time for yeah. uh But that's, that's the one I want. That's, that's what I want. That's also the one I want. Um, but anyway, let us know what you think. And that's going to do it. Go play something retro between now and then, and we'll see you. frogpants.com Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.